Let's be honest with just Jonda. Welcome to Let's Be Honest. Once again, I am your host, Just Shonda, and tonight we have one of our reality show episodes. We're going to be talking about Ready to Love on OWN. We've got episodes to talk about tonight, episodes seven and eight. As always for these types of shows, my homegirl Hope is here, and Sean, who is back in the United States, is also going to be on with us tonight. So he's going to be calling in momentarily. But while uh, while uh, Sean gets all settled and set up, we're just going to go over our grades. Now, we've got two grades to give. We've got, and I'll, I'll do a, a quick Mem- refresh your memory on this. It was. It's really funny because the episodes were somewhat similar in terms of bringing outsiders. So episode seven, the outsiders who were brought in were friends of the men of the mm-hmm. remaining men. Yes. So obviously you're going to invite people who are going to say good stuff. Say, of course. Like who's so, going to bring their enemy, but yeah. <laughs> exactly. So they um so they invited their friends. Give me a second. And the episode this past week was the women bringing their exes. Yes. Now I I got to tell you, I'm and actually you and I agree on this, that people are exes for a reason. A reason, child. I would be on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the tricky thing with exes, I think, is, first of all, you never know what the next man's um security or insecurity threshold is mm-hmm. for how he feels about exes, especially if it's an ex you have a good relationship with. Yeah. And then there could be an ex that you may think you have a good relationship with that might surprise you acting a little funky or or, or borderline bitter Absolutely. when they see you with somebody else. Like they may have thought, that, oh, it's no big deal. I'll come on the show, boo, I got you. And then they get there and they see the next man, potentially that next man might be more attractive because men claim they don't judge other men. You know when somebody is attractive, stop, stop it with your nonsense. Um, it, it, the person might be more attractive as, as, as you meet them. They may have a little more going on with you they may even get in their feelings because they see or sense the vibe or connection that you have with that other person because of course you're still in the early stages of dating on this show you're still very much infatuated so that could be something that's very off-putting to someone who once had feelings for you and maybe even still be carrying a bit of a torch for you Absolutely. Um, if they see that you act in a little sprung over somebody else. So I think that it's 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 just not uh, it's not good. 
Um, you know, people say women are petty, but it's been my experience Ooh, that men, men are petty. In fact, they're worse because they do. Uh, it is. It, 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 I, I will not say all men, but a large percentage of them have real issues processing their emotions because they aren't taught to is not considered to be uh, a, something that is important. And so then you have these men who are um, emotionally stunted. And so when they are upset or hurt or angry, it's it's a mess. And I'm not talking about like abuse or anything like that. I'm just saying that it can go from zero to 10 in pettiness in two minutes. They say hell hath no fury like a woman scorn. No. Look at Ron at the end. Ron yeah, lost Ron. His, Ron lost his mind this week just because he thought that he might be being sent home. He didn't mm -hmm. even know for sure yet. What's and, up, Sean? Sean's sure here. Okay, here we go. So he's uh, coming in. So but once I see him pop on the screen, I'll know. So, um, so yeah, it, so we're going to, so your grades, because I just wanted to do a refresher in terms of reminding you what is um, on. Okay. Hi, Sean. Good evening, ladies. Are you How there? Are you? Good. So you're back with us in the States now. <laughs> I am. Okay, now um, headphones would be better. I don't know if you have headphones or if you're talking into the phone, but headphones, uh, if you have headphones, that's a little better because then we'll get less other stuff. Okay. okay. Or just stay really still. <laughs> okay, and talk a little bit louder. Okay, so anywho, <laughs> so anyway, um, Guys, you know, you're, you're getting the total package here. So uh, we, uh, you didn't miss anything. Hope and I were just going to, we were starting with just giving our grades for the episode. So let's just start with episode seven. Episode seven being the one where they met the friends. How would you grade that episode? Episode Hope? seven. I am going to give that one probably an A minus because mm -hmm. it was pretty good. The past two episodes... I agree. Yeah, I agree. I would give episode seven an A. Sure, there were things about it that made me mad and, and kind of got, you know, like I always say, got my pressure up a little bit. But that's the sign of the fact that they did it well. The producers yeah. did their job. They put together a good show that by the end of it had everybody all up in their feelings because yes. um, as much as people may have taken see this uh, the episode eight which we won't get into yet but just in terms of the difference with emotions with episode eight versus episode seven episode eight wait a minute hold on for a second sean what's what's going on uh, nothing okay because they okay because there was a lot of um uh something okay so it, so anyway I think the thing, let me make sure it's not me. No, it isn't. Okay, I think the thing that um, went on, make sure that nobody has anything else, um, anything else playing um, in the background. So, 
the thing that uh, Sean go out and come in again because I didn't have uh, those noises and feedback before you called in. Okay, I'll try it again. Yeah, and maybe uh, and maybe try it without the earphones. Maybe it's your earphones. Okay. So anyway, um, so I think that the difference between last week's episode and this week's episode was that this week's episode, everybody was more so upset about the behavior. Last uh, last week's episode, it was it, you were actually. Uh, upset about the way things went down, like yes. it was more emotional. It you know what so I mean? Quick, yeah. Like, for me, like, it was more emotional because I was like, I was in my feelings as if I was one of the, uh, yeah. as if I was one of the women. I was yeah. like, okay, yeah. did that really happen like that? Okay, yeah. so let's so let's get into last week's episode. So as we said, last week's episode was all about the. Um, okay, Sean. Hey, how are you? How's that? Talk much better, much oh, better. Yes, that is much better. Okay. Um, so anyway, uh last so we're going into episode seven. Sean, episode seven, how would you grade it? This is the one with the friends. I would I would I would grade it a, a, a minus B plus A minus. I, I liked it. I, I liked the range. I liked the, some of the one or two of the friends. I thought it was very good. I thought it was very revealing of some things. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially impressed with Liz's friend, and I uh, was especially uh, I learned something going through with Ron's friends. But you know, we'll we'll talk about it more in depth. But I, I thought it was a B plus. I thought it was a great episode, actually. Yeah, I I think they've been it, this these last two episodes. I I feel like they've hit it out of the park. Yeah, they were good. So definitely. okay, so initially we had AJ and Kira with his friends. That seemed to go well. I, I didn't, there was nothing about that that stood out to me really mm-hmm. negatively. Like his friends mm-hmm. spoke highly of him, mm-hmm. which you pretty much expect. Um, I like the fact that she, not even though his friends said what you would expect, I still like the fact that she wasn't afraid to go there and just ask straight up, is your boy ready? Like, is, is the whole... It, the the fact that he presents it. as a player does does that mean he really is like, or is that just how he looks? Like, I, I don't remember her exact words, but she but she put it out there that those were concerns because really that's everybody's concerns with him. Well, what were you saying, out, Sean? She put out she when asking that question, she kind of conveyed her ambivalence, and I thought that was very good. Because it is it is a question about whether he's kind of serious. He does give off kind of player vibes, but it's obviously that she likes him. And mm-hmm. so she's trying to get an answer, a solid answer from people who know him. So I was kind of cool with that question. Normally, you know, you're kind of defensive on, on, on a men's perspective, but being open-minded and, and kind of understanding, yeah, you know what, that's an average. That's, that's a good question to ask, to understand what she really likes. Because sometimes – People come off as if they're not ready, but they really are because maybe they don't know any different way to act or maybe they're acting that way and people taking it the wrong way. You know, you know, I agree. And and I think that that is probably part of the let's let's take, say, 
that give AJ the benefit of the doubt, you know, for the, you know, for the purposes of this conversation and say that he really is, is there for yes. the right reasons. The right reason. Okay, wait a second. I'm hearing myself on the echo. Let me take off my earphones. <laughs> okay, can you guys hear me now? Yeah, you're fine. Yeah, you're Okay, um, let me turn this up. Uh, everyone listening, thank you very much for bearing with us. Sometimes you just uh, you have some of these little technical issues and you just deal with them. But we're going to go on with the discussion because we're live. So uh, back to what we were saying about um, Ron, I, th I mean, I'm sorry about AJ. Let's say we give him the benefit of the doubt and he really is there here for the right reasons. Then he needs to know, even if it comes in the form of her asking questions of his friends. And it's really interesting that she's an attorney because as you know, that's what we do. We ask questions, not so much because we need the answers. We're asking questions so that people in the people who are listening get that we're trying to make a point. So, and that's what I think she was trying to do. She already knew what his boys were going to say, because what are your boys going to say? Yeah, he's a dog. No, she knew they weren't going to say that. She wanted them and him to know by asking that through asking that question. This is this is the concern I have about you. And and really, it's everybody's concern. But I do agree, and I think that this is a point we're going to come back and back again and again with Kyra. I think that Kyra really likes AJ, but she it's like she likes him, but she feels like she shouldn't. And, and I, I'd have to agree with that. She likes him, but she feels like she shouldn't. And there's that trepidation there. There is an attraction, kind of like maybe even a little bit of a bad boy attraction. So yep. she's trying to venture in. The, well, the I and I thought, too, it was because yeah, she, they, they dated before, right? So they went on the two dates before. Uh -huh. And I think she's a little unsure of him still. Exactly, because she, and plus, you never know what other people kind of said about him when, especially after that second date didn't go well, because, you know, when you go out with somebody, nobody's going to say anything bad about them when you like them. But then when you're upset with them, then all of a sudden everybody hits you with their stories. Like, yep. yeah, girl, I ain't want to say nothing, but I heard this and that, and that, you know, so... I think that she has a lot of stuff that's floating in her mind about him that is making her very hesitant. And I'm not saying, and, and I, I agree with you, Sean, I think trepidation is the right word because for this, because I don't think that her hesitancy is, that her hesitancy is wrong. Is just, I, I just think she's in a tricky situation because on the the person who's on the other end of it, I don't think that you know the, the other kind of person she's leaning to because she feels that's the quote right choice unquote. I don't think he's for her. Not that he's a bad guy. I just don't. I I just don't see it. But anyway, we're we're not to that part yet. So anything else on AJ and Kira with the friends? If not, we'll we'll go on to the next one. You no. guys good? 
Now I'm good with them. Okay. Yeah, because theirs is pretty simple. Next is Ron with Chrysanthemum and or Chrysanthemum <laughs> and Alexis. That was so now, interesting. It really was. Now, first of all, you're in a club, okay? I don't have an issue with that. They they're at a club. He brought his friends. You want they they want a chill environment. It looks like they got a table off to the side, so they were able to talk. That's cool. So, but I had an issue. Alexis had the nerve to talk about Chris's outfit, talking about, oh, I can't believe she dressed like that and this and that and the third. Girl, you are in a club. And what, she, what, chrysanthemum, what chrysanthemum wore, it it was not, her body wasn't bubbling over mm -hmm. and sticking she up. She was just I, jealous. She wore the she heck out like of that a, outfit. Oh, I ain't going to lie. I wish I could fun. wear that and look like that in it. I'd have to agree. I have to agree with you. Yeah. I thought it was just a matter of jealousy. Yeah, it was more jealousy. Chrysanthemum, I think she wanted to rub it in Alexis' face because on her Instagram page, she has a picture of herself in that outfit with an all-white background. So that means she went somewhere and got that picture made, and it is a full-body photo head-to-toe, and I'm mad at her homegirl look good and the holes on the side or whatever that Alexis was talking about must have been very discreet because even in the picture on Instagram, you still can't see whatever it is that Alexis was talking about. So whatever those designs were, they were very discreet. She was just being a hater. I think you said it best. It was a club. It was appropriate for the club. And if Alexis, if you're so fly, why are you worrying about it? You have your yeah, own style. Yeah. Right? style. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Alexis fly. Let it go. That, she it don't go. need that name. She don't. She needs no something else, but not that. Alexis flee with her little tiny self. So she's uh Chrysanthemum says she doesn't like being interviewed like that. I you know, I get it. And and I think most of us, like a lot of people, aren't necessarily big on Chrysanthemum, but I found myself defending her a lot in this particular episode because at a certain point, you can't be mad at somebody for being who they are. She's not pretending to be anybody other than who she is. Either you like it or you don't, but you can't be mad at it. No, I think she is so, genuinely um, that way. And again, Alexis remember, yeah, and remember, they, her nor Alexis knew that this was the setup of the date. They did. I mean, I don't know if they knew they were that the friends were going to be there, but they didn't know that the other person was going to be there. So we also have to take into account that there's the possibility that um, some people get thrown off and don't quite sort of bounce their attitude back as quickly. Chrysanthemums uh, seem to manifest itself in her just being like, you know what, let's just get this over with because it's not like me and him going to have no alone time between uh, even if his friends wasn't here, old girl is here. So she was probably over it from that standpoint, just being there with Alexis, who clearly can be quite irritating. And then, um, you know, and quite frankly, Alexis was, was being a hater the whole time. So just because 
you were able to answer their questions and, and didn't have an issue with doing that, which you're a newscaster, so that's what you do. Just because you do that, it doesn't mean that you weren't bothered because if you weren't if you weren't bothered, you wouldn't have been a hater. Well, it's it's like I mean, you've given us a lot to unpack there, and I like to kind of break it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> is that Chrysanthemum is who she is, and I, I I just still wasn't impressed with her. I know you want to defend her, and she says, "Well, I don't like to be interviewed. I like things to be more organic." And we all do. I can I can see her point with that. But, but you're on the show. But you're on the show, and her demeanor, and and just you know, it just seemed like she didn't want to be bothered. And they, oh, well, if you didn't want to be bothered, then like she said, she she got out there early. And what did she say? Toodle do or Toodle <laughs> Yeah, a chow or whatever it is that she said. I was just like, I right, well, just go with it. I, I just Ron Ron seemed to like her. Ron's seemed to have something about her that he he liked about her some type I think of he need, I think he needs that with that with that spontaneity that chrysanthemum brings I, I think that whole church thing oh well we're going to I can't go into next well no you I mean they're there but yeah in talking about it yeah because that plays into it as well when the those were the two women he was comparing so mm -hmm. I'm sure that he was thinking about those two things yeah they're there it's like chrysanthemum I'm not saying it's just chrysanthemum seems more his speed Alexis, what you said yeah because Alexis is like I I feel like, I don't want to go into other episodes, but it's like, I do feel that she pushed that church thing a little bit. She trying to say she didn't, but she did. Well, I hope if you hope, there's one thing I've learned to respect if, if religion is important and me being a, it is. a Christian, it is. Being a Christian and, and, and having spirituality, but I believe in the, in the structure of the church and religion. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's part mm -hmm. of who she is. I mean, that's just the core of her being about, about what she is as a person, and, and that's just being honest. I don't think it is for for Ron, and I like yeah. he likes that yeah. spot. He likes that spot nearly with chrysanthemum, but I she's also you know it, it, it just seems to be that she's shallow. Shallow, there isn't any depth. You can have all that let's jet set and do all of that, but after a while, he said he wanted something more substantial. Well, if you want something more substantial, then you're going to be looking for somebody who's a little bit more grounded. True, true. Exactly. I think what happened with Ron is it's kind of like it, because those were the two women that he had put himself in between and they are so opposite on the spectrum, whereas he he probably needs something a little bit more in between because, see, Alexis is ready to uh, get a man settled down and set up a household. Chrysanthemum, on the other hand, is would probably be cool with uh, dating for a while and figuring it out. And if it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Because like she said, she hasn't been in a relationship in a long time. She has a lifestyle where she's not, uh, you know, depending on what type of stewardess she is, whether she's uh, um, I'm sorry, flight attendant, whether she's domestic or international, that would play into you know, how often she's around. But at the same time, that being said, what you can't always worry about 
what you want later. You got to look at the person who is right there in front of your face. And the person who was right there in front of his face was somebody that he liked and fit his lifestyle where it is right mm -hmm. now. And that is really where he made his mistake because he pigeonholed himself between somebody who he could enjoy and see where it goes right now, which is not a bad thing, versus somebody who supposedly fit the archetype of something for the future that he's not even in yet. So it 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 was just I I just think it was messy. I also think or, or he I, I don't think it was messy. I think he made a mess of things. Also, I didn't necessarily agree with his boy when he said, um, well, if you want the Michelle Obama type and this and that, then Alexis is is that one. And if you want somebody who's this way, then chrysanthemum is that one as if basically it was almost like he was saying chrysanthemum was like a party girl or something like that. And um, Alexis was more whatever. I mean, you don't you didn't know her well enough to um, to do that. Plus, Ron said she's me. We get each other. So it just made no sense. Yeah, I mean, if he wants to date himself, then Chrysanthemum is the way you wanted to go. But he said, I want that Barack Michelle Obama. Well, I don't think Chrysanthemum offers Barack Michelle Obama. <laughs> yeah, her or Alexis. No, no, he's not going to get that. Alexis would push you out the way and be like, no, I, I'm going to run for president. Never mind. Well, Alexis, Alexis, you know, I think that's being a little bit too harsh on her. She may do that, but I do believe she understands the value of family. And oh, yeah. you know, I, I wouldn't want to say that she she would be a little pushy. I mean, <laughs> she'd be a little bit more Hillary Clinton than she would Barack. But Hillary Clinton was pretty good too for Bill. Uh, look, she was just as responsible for getting him where he was. Is are either of you? Do you all have the show playing on something else? No. What do you mean? No, no. Okay, because like right I'm, I'm still hearing an echo. Um, you could just make sure it's not on two devices. Okay, so Jason, so I'm trying to think, was there any other friend dates? I'm looking, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Joel, Vernicia, Shay, and, and Bonju. So um, I think this is where um, I feel like there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot going on behind the scenes with, um, how this is being produced to keep Joelle having this nice guy image at the expense of Vernicia in terms of trying to paint her as possessive and clingy or territorial and, and all of that because my thing is if you came on this show ready to love and you are ready to love why would it bother you that somebody who you claimed has claimed you back and wants to be with you and is not 
and is not feeling the idea of you being with other people if that if she is into you. Now, granted, she don't need to go and fight nobody, but if she's into you and has pretty much been consistently having you as her number one with no wavering, pretty much dealing with you, then why would it bother you that she wants to claim you as, as her own? Unless that's not what you're interested in. And I think that that is the real deal with Joel. But you all go ahead. That's, I mean, that's my opinion. I, I am not a Joel fan anymore because he seems fake. He on this show to be seen. He wants some clout. And the way he has treated Venetia is wrong. I'm, I'm just sorry. I, I don't think he, like how he chose Kyra or Kira, whatever, over her. He messy. I don't like him. I don't like him. I, I really don't. That's my opinion. We got to go to a man on this, Sean. Uh, give it to us now uh, with Joel and Venetia because his friends were the ones who started. I guess he must have. I can't remember what was said, but when she walked away, they said something about her being um, territorial. Well, I don't think I'm not going to say I don't like Joel. I'm just trying to say that I had questions about his his intentions and everything early on. His, 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 whole demeanor, his authenticity for sure. Yeah, his, his demeanor just seemed a little bit too you know, I was just like, all right, man, I get it. It just seemed like it was a play on who it was. It was over the top. Yeah, it was over the top. I, I, I just didn't get it. And I, and I really, you know, like helping somebody move. And I'm like, oh, God, give me a break, man. I mean, he wasn't that, it wasn't that emotional that you had to start crying about it. But that's neither here nor there. Um, but I'm not going to hate on any man's game for, for who they are. I think with Venetia, now looking at it, it seems that he may have realized that he's bitten off more than he can chew. She's there yep. for a, a serious relationship. She's there for somebody, you know, to really see if something goes far. And, you know, he's he seems to be a little unclear about it at, at sometimes. Or better yet, he's just playing a role or joking around maybe a little bit too much for himself. But the one thing is he needs to decide that this is a woman's woman, not not that type of situation where she wants to play with and, and he just, you know, his, his, his system work has worked for him. So Absolutely. He's working. Because he, um, I haven't been able to confirm it. So, guys, this is alleged that he's been married more than once. And then, uh, hi, GD, uh, GD Joe Nida. Um, it, he's been married more than once and previously. And we know, we know for sure that the whole thing about, you know, that they made his narrative, and I'm sure it was with the show, but it doesn't matter who came up with it, it was still dishonest. That with this narrative of him being uh, a new widow and, you know, and the whole thing, well, his ex-wife, her death may have been fairly recent in terms of him, you know, taking on the kids full time, but she noticed, I said, ex-wife, him and her, he and her had been divorced for a minute. 
before she died. So he's not, you know, the whole. So it's just there's, there's just like a they lot of smoke and mirrors with him. And I feel like, as we know, when they put these shows together, you know, they determine who's going to be the nice one, who's mm -hmm. going to be the villain, who's going to be whatever. And it was determined that the that Joel Joel was going to be the nice one. He was going to be uh, he was going to be that guy. And now that um, he, as Sean put it, absolutely got into deep, bit off more than he could chew, however you want to put it. Um, and so now that he is in a situation where if they don't play this Vernicia situation right, Vernicia is going to end up being another Chris in terms of you know, being serious about someone and not wavering from it all season. And then that person dogs her at the end and she, and she don't have anybody else to go to. That's the situation that Vernicia is potentially in. And if that happens, then all of the work that the show did to make Joel this good guy goes down the drain because people will be mad at him just like that they were mad at whoever whatever the woman's name was that dogged chris so i think what is being done is trying to create this whole narrative around vernicia that she's territorial but again like i said at the beginning it doesn't make any freaking sense because if you're supposed to be ready to love then you should be claiming your territory. Exactly. I don't, Phoenicia hasn't done anything wrong. I think he's playing her. Like I said, I don't really care for him. And the way he's painting it, he's like, oh, so hard when I lost Courtney. And I was like, dude, you wouldn't even wear her. So what the hell? And even so, with, and, and granted, I don't know what happened on the telephone call. Cause remember he said they had a, a, fight. a phone mm -hmm. call. And and we don't know what happened on a telephone call. And maybe she did come out of pocket. For all we know, she cusses ass out. Vernicia looked like she don't play. I mean, let's call a spade a spade. You know, they might have really got into it and, and some things were said and whatever, whatever. And and that's cool. If y'all got into an argument and that made you feel some kind of way, then say that. Um I'm just it, it, I'm just not cool with this whole um, clingy territorial uh, narrative because it just doesn't make any sense because the show is called Ready to Love not Ready to Date or Ready to Just Meet Somebody. Mm -hmm. yep. So, um, but anyway, so I, it looks like because I took notes on this one because I you know, since we uh, were a week behind so I think that those were the only ones no. that actually Wait a minute. No, because Chris met um what's that girl's name? The lawyer, the DA. Yes, 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 yes. You're right. Yeah. And and he, remember he was guy I, I could tell off the bat the guy was gay. No, no, no. That was this week. I'm talking about last week. We just finish it up real quick so we can get to the dismissals. Oh. Okay, so that was, oh, that it. was the exes. I'm sorry. Yes, yeah, so right. that was it for meeting the that, friends. No, it wasn't because Kira and remember Kira and Jason met with her um ex and remember her ex was saying she wasn't really good with money kind no, of no 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 that was this week we still well, finished shit. it off last week okay i'm okay damn it 
Okay, that's why we can't get too far behind because I'm all mixed up. (laughs) No, 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 we're almost there because remember, we didn't deal with chrysanthemum leaving. So ultimately, this is the one that got a little weird at the end when, what was it, four of the dudes said Kira. Kira! Jason said Kira, Joel said Kira, um, Ron said Alexis, of course, KJ said Amber, David says Kira. So wait a minute, one, two, three, yeah, four. Four out of the six said Kira. Um, you know what? I didn't. I don't have a problem with the other guys saying that because again, we know that they're dating. We know that they're talking, or what have you. Again, I hate to beat a dead horse, but I think the only one that I had an issue with saying Kira. Well, actually, two. I had an issue with. Joel saying it, and I had an issue with David saying it. David oh said God. it out of spite he because did. even though he claimed he wasn't in his feelings Mm-mm, about his raccoon eyes, as he was mad, he, he was, was mad. still in his feelings about uh, Liz being honest with him about the kiss. So he decided to be spiteful and say Kira. Yeah, and did. then and Joel flat out admitted to to the cameras when he was in the you know confessional that he basically just said Kira just for the hell of it because he was feeling a little aggravated about the conversation he had with Venetia the night before so he decided to say Kira but his person is still Venetia I mean it's still yeah Venetia and Sean I know that you said that um you saw the thing with uh, Chris, well, KJ and I, or, or and KG, and I did too, where he was saying that Joel had gone on some dates with Kira. Yeah, there there was a time where which McCullough said that there were some other dates that were going on KG, that weren't. KG. You know, K, yeah, Chris, KG. So there's some other action going on. I, I have to agree with you. I know off camera or off recording when you said that they, you know, they're doing other clips and other shows and I guess violating, I don't know what the, the non-disclosure agreement is. Or, or they whatever. just don't have a good one because they really shouldn't be saying all this stuff. They're saying a lot of stuff and he's saying they went on more than, more than enough dates and that, and that when they were at that opening mixer that Kyra spent a great, good deal of time with Joel. Well, I didn't, I didn't get all of that. In the cut or the edits that they had, they mm-hmm. had going. But, you know, apparently they they are dating outside of what we see on the show. So, and that's cool. I just wish it, it, it just seems to be blindsiding us because all those men like Kyra that much. I mean, they all. But like see, even if they were dating a little off the show, because we understand as reasonable people, they can't show us everything. It's like I said a couple weeks ago. This ain't Big Brother where they just got a camera following them around to catch everything. The What the show basically settles on is they get to a point, because David mentioned this in his live, that fairly early on, or he complained that it was that it was too soon, but I mean, heck, you ain't on the show for years and years. Um, they have to say who their top picks are. So that's where that whole number one and number two thing came from. And that's, and of course you got uh, people like Flea who keep bringing it up. 
but they asked them who those who their main picks are and those are the dates that they make sure we see because those are the people who they say are their main persons so if so Joel may very well have spent a lot of time with Kira and gone out with her a number of times but he still made Vernicia his number one so that's the person that the show is going to show and he even admitted and that's the thing like I understand what KG was trying to say because I guess he was trying to look out for his boy but it still falls on deaf ears with me because Joel said himself yeah I did just kind of uh I did just kind of pick her because I mean, Kira, what did he say? Something like Kira's a good girl and all, but I, I still, Venetia's still my number one. I just kind of feeling some kind of way with her right now. So yeah, I but, pick and, her. But, but he wouldn't be my number one no more. Cause when I yeah. saw that shit, I'm like, yeah, I'm done with you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and apparently no people is running their mouths because they find out at least like on the other shows, you don't find out what people said about you until the show airs month late, months later. But it seems based on the fact that we see previews where they're going to be arguing about people uh, naming other people that at some point. It, somebody must be running their mouth and they see it. Well, we know who runs their mouth, the producers, because they the producers like to stir the pot. So even if the cast didn't, uh, you know, let's say the men made a pact that they not going to tell or the women made a pact that they not going to tell, uh, the producers probably tell them anyway to stir the pot. And if not, it's probably couples when they like whispering sweet nothings in their ear. You know how folk get to talking. Well, you know, guess what happened in the, when the women was together? Don't tell nobody. So ultimately, this came down to um, KG going out with Chrysanthemum and help me out. Oh, and Ron, who, who went out with Liz? Was it Ron? Yes. Oh, Ron, Ron went out with Liz. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, oh, you're talking about when it, yeah, yeah, when it got home. to the point of leaving. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes. Ron went out with Liz and he basically told her that people felt she was closed off this net and the third. I don't think that that was a fair assessment of Liz. Um, I think that Liz is, um, she's quiet natured. And so she is not the kind of person who's just going to be all out and open unless she's really feeling you. So, um, uh, what do you think about that? Because I know Sean, you you really think highly of Liz that she's carried herself in a very classy way and everything. Don't you think she's the type that she's just not going to be all wide open with everybody? There's one thing I learned I learned about as you're dating and going through in, in my line and also in my line of work is that there's nothing wrong with having a little defensive, being a little bit skeptical. You don't want to put yourself out. Yeah, because then you know you do that, you put all yourself out there. People may have find advantage. It might not always have the best intentions. Liz is classically, how could you say, being just just being coy about it. She's just like, hey, I'm taking my time. She's not. It's not like she's not revealing anything. She's revealing something, but she's taking her time. And I think she's doing it in a classy way to peel back a layer, a layer at a time, not two, three at a time. I mean, with a woman like that. You have to expect that it's gonna you're gonna be moving a little bit slowly because she's using her power of discernment, and also she's a 
you know, she's a woman, you know, woman of faith, you know what I'm saying? You, you, she's not going to jump in the sack with you right now, right then and there. Yeah, and the fact that she makes clear from the jump uh, that she's celibate and she wants the person to know so that there's no expectations of that, that should tell you from the jump that she's not the type who just going to be you know, just running off with the mouth and being all like blah, 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 with anybody. She is good with whoever or the people are that she's interested in. Because Jason didn't say that about her. Because she's interested in him. So she opened up to him. Well, remember he defended her to so, his friends. Um, remember Jason defended Liz to his friends when they were saying she was kind of stiff and he was like, absolutely. I don't see that. I don't see that. So yeah, I got it. Yeah, she she just may be one of those people who is conservative around people that she doesn't know. I get that. I I know people like that. Like again, you know, because what some of these people also got to take into account is everybody's personality is different. If everybody was exactly the same, that would be a real this would be a real boring world. So um, so anyway, he that was pretty much their conversation. She was a she was a little taken aback by it, but I don't think she was offended by it. I think she just felt um, she felt misunderstood. Um, I think she just yeah. I don't I don't think she was offended. I don't think her feelings were hurt per se. I I just think that she felt like um, people didn't understand her and. Um, you know, and, and that was pretty much it. She defended herself and is not, they didn't, they weren't sending her home anyway. So that worked out. Now the controversial one where, uh, at least from even when I, you know, follow the trends online where people seem to be kind of, you know, split on it. And again, it kind of left me in the position, even with you two of defending somebody that I don't even particularly care for was Chrysanthemum and KG. And people were like, oh, her attitude and this and that uh, with him. And as I said, I think to both of you at various times when we talked about this, I feel like they screwed up. from the. It was messed up from the gate, although we know the producers did it on purpose obviously, for to get exactly the reaction they got. When you sent in somebody the 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 main person who she had literally just had a conversation with that I'm not feeling you and you're not feeling me not in an ugly way but it's clear that we don't get down like that we ain't never going to get down like that we we probably would never even be friends but you know nice to meet you and that's the mofo that you send her, that you send in with her. Then she already knew what was up. So then she didn't want to hear him do like the fake English accent and, you know, try to make nice with it or whatever. That's not the kind of person she is. In fact, she don't really like to talk a whole lot at all. She don't, but she was, I think she was a tad rude. I think KG came, I think KG was really, because I think he genuinely is a good guy. So I think she was a bit rude. Well, I, I think too, and, and Sean knows this because I, I asked Sean to go back and watch it in, in a different light. I think what I also think was problematic from the way that they showed it to us 
is they made her look worse than the moment actually was. Because what they did was they didn't just let the conversation play straight through and then show us her confessional at the end, the way that they did with Stacy and the way that they did with Liz. What they did was they spliced in her confessional with her saying how she felt into the actual moment when he was talking to her. So it made it more nasty than it really was because while she didn't want to be there, she wasn't like just flat out like rude to him. I mean, yeah, it was clear that she didn't want to be there or whatever, but at the same time by them splicing in her talking to us about how it was BS that made it that made her look worse to us than what she actually did in that moment so but i think sean sean went back and watched it and saw what i meant by that and i and i got remember we talked about that yep i sure did yeah Um, she uh, i don't know just i mean she's she her attitude was funky there's no question about that i just think that given looking at the whole scenario and the fact that it was him. So it was clear what was going down from the door and the type of person she is. It was, you know, it was bound to happen. And, and not everybody is going to be, it's going to be cool with it. I mean, that first woman that got eliminated, if they had given her five more minutes, she might've turned over tables. Cause that chick was hood. You know, you talking about Ida. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't, oh yeah. Okay, so now let's get to where we want to be because I know this everybody has been waiting on this. So audience were there. I'm sorry about some of the feedback sounds you guys are hearing. I'm really not sure what that I'm is. I'm muted too. I'm muted unless I'm talk. So it's not me. So don't do yeah, it. No, no, no. I think it's something on it's something on my end. Um, and it's something uh that may have occurred when I shifted um episodes from our last one. So Thank you for those hanging in because we are about to, it's about to get real good now. Okay, let's start real quick. Episode eight, The X's. Um, what do you, how do you grade it? I grade it an A plus. This episode had me on the edge of my seat. Yeah, this was definitely an A plus and I'm mad that they did it so, to be continued shit. So yes, A plus. <laughs> I, I, I have to give it an A plus. <laughs> it was one of the more most entertaining episodes of this season. I'm telling you, they had me like, it was points where I was like about to applaud. There was points where I was mad. There was, <laughs> it was just so many things. Okay, so as Hope and I talked about in the introduction, this is the episode where they brought on the exit. So, okay, so just to put it in the context, in episode seven, the, the women were the women met the men's friends and of course the men gave their opinion this was a little bit different where the men showed up and surprise the women's the women's exes were there and uh you know and most of the men except for one or two kind of handled it more or less in stride and they were actually able to ask uh, the exes questions. Hi, BQM. 
and they were actually able to ask the exes questions. So um, I may have some of these out of order, but just make sure I don't forget any of them. So let's start with Alexis and um, the person that she brought on, because that, that was a pretty quick one. So it was Alexis, the person that she dated before she married her ex, so, cause you know, I guess, you know, the, the good Reverend wasn't going to come on the show. Um, and, uh, although I still want to know what church she was first lady of. So anyway, I do too. um, I can't remember who did she have in there? Was it, uh, was it AJ or Ron? Um, for her day. Oh, Ron. What am I thinking? Ron, yes. yes. Ron. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Alexis and Ron. That shit was funny. <sighs> It it was it it was, but I felt like he jumped in a little weird when he said the whole thing of "I feel the spirit all over you," and and it was like he was being an ass. Did he really think that that was going to go over well yeah. with the other brother? Now I thought that the other brother handled it very well, but it was just it was just weird. Hope I, I'm going to cede my time to you and expound because I agree with you 100. Yeah, he was an ass. Yes, yes. Yeah, it just I I, I don't even I don't even know what else to say about it. To be honest with you, I just felt it was weird. Like I felt like he put a he was putting 20 on 10 in that he moment. Because it didn't have to be like that. It didn't have to no. go like that. It didn't. Now, of course, we know because obviously he did a live too that um, that the conversation was was probably longer, and maybe there were some other things said uh, as it related to religion or whatever. But it doesn't matter. You don't say to somebody you don't know. I feel the spirit coming off from over because the way he said it was condescending. It didn't come off like a joke to me. I didn't think it was funny. I didn't think it was funny. So, um, but anyway, ultimately, I think the dude handled it in stride. I don't think that anybody tried to beat anybody over the head with it uh, too much. I think that uh, it became a bigger issue at the end because than it he made it. To be. Yeah, and of course, we'll get to that in a bit. Yes. Okay. Um, Amber, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What did you say, Sean? Can you hear me? Yeah, we uh, heard it. You were just a little low. Okay. A little. But yeah, he, he was just saying he made it an issue. He mm -hmm. made it an issue by bringing it up. And when you bring up that topic, especially a woman and a woman who's a, a faith like that, mm -hmm. then you're, you're, asking, you're asking for trouble. You, what are they going to say? Are we equally yoked? And that right there, it was a condescending statement. If you're not into that, if you're not into that, don't go into people, somebody's religion, just back out of it and just say, hey, that's not something that's my thing. You know what I mean? But I don't see how him knowing that and seeing that about her, how would it ever, how would it ever work or, 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 or match? It was just, to me, you know, you respect somebody's view on spirituality and their relationship with God. He didn't and, she, that. and she had already said that she sort of compromised a little bit in terms of making like trying to because remember she said I remember one episode she said she had somebody that she had dated before it was either her or Liz but I think it was her that she brought to God but she was not trying to do that with him she was respecting the fact that that's not where he was 
So I, I still just feel like um, High Mushir, High Azar, that he was feeling some kind of way. Uh, I, I don't know. He, I, I still think he had his shoulders up because he let his real girl go home. She was being, oh, I'm glad you said that because we need to get there eventually. But she was being, trying to be respectful and saying, hey, like, I'm not that type of Christian where I'm going to beat you over the head. I'm not, I'm not like the Apostle Paul where I'm going to be going out evangelizing. Yeah, she's not the first lady anymore. But you also, you, you know, you also have to understand and respect, this is my faith. This is who, a part of who I am. And he didn't do that. He didn't do. She respected him, but he didn't respect her. Yeah, and and quite frankly, based on the fact that he said the whole thing about the divine masculinity, whatever, whatever, and of course, as you know, I, I researched no that. Clue what that means? He he would have. Ex I I can tell you what it means. He would have expected that she followed that um from that she followed that from him the the whole notion of divine masculinity because we might as well get it out of the way now the whole notion of divine masculinity is basically a a, a pretty much a new age version of the patriarchy it basically says men do this and women do that like it's um a lot of it was talked about in a book by this woman shannon kaiser um and it is the divine masculine so notice it's almost because literally you can you look up divine masculinity you can literally google it and his words came out word for word like this fool had just looked at google listen to this the divine masculine is very action-based focused on doing rather than being isn't that pretty much what he said when he said well i'll just take care of it while you're praying and the divine feminine represents that's, universal that's, motherhood that's exactly so, that's exactly what he said you know that's exactly i'm, I'm about action but what that was is that's divine masculine traits, logic and reasoning, responsibility, goal oriented, action, decisiveness, strength. God doesn't protect. say all of those things don't come into play, but God often says that prayer. You know what it was? What is the, the the biblical phrase? Prayer without works is dead. Prayer without works is dead. So what he's saying is just is just an oversimplification, or maybe. An oversimplification, or maybe what it is, making something more complex that God already provided a space for. Look, exactly. man, we all, man, we understand, we understand that already. We know all of that already. But to put divine masculinity, no, we know that men sometimes think of some things differently and all that other type of stuff. But that doesn't mean we pray and then all of a sudden we don't take action on it. I said you pray about it. You, you realize what's in your control. God grant me the serenity. You, we all know the serenity prayer. And then yeah, you move. Yeah. You move. He was just, that's just somebody who just doesn't have a relationship with God and has a disconnect and thinking that God, God doesn't have a place for you to do that as a, as a gentleman, as a man. Like, I don't want to get too much into the religiosity and all that in, 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 uh, on the show. I'm a man of spirit uh, of, 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 that believes in God and Jesus Christ, and I believe in the value of, of, of organized religion. So with that in case, with, I understand what he's saying, but don't tell me that God doesn't have a space for you to do that. It just doesn't make sense to me. 
Exactly. And and my thing is, it goes back to what you said initially. Even if those are your beliefs, it's about respect. If she's respecting you enough not to beat you over the head with it, then respect her enough to not be condescending with it, to not try to make it sound like what she has to say is just we'll come back to it because when we get to the end, you know, we, uh, as all three of us have a lot to say about that. So, but let's just get through everybody. Okay. Amber and uh, Amber KG, I keep wanting to say KJ, Amber KG and her ex. Yes. I can't remember his name. Um, really nothing there. Producers did a great job of like making it look like what's going to be the big secret that Amber reveals next week. And turns out the secret wasn't even her secret. It was, it was the man's secret. So it, it really was obvious though. It was uh, obvious to me it was gay. Come on now. Yeah. Oh, and it, oh, but my point oh. is it was a secret that was that belonged to somebody who wasn't even on the show uh, like okay so you dated a guy that ended up being on the down low okay it, it's, uh depending on where you live who hasn't well so, no. <laughs> I, mean, I hope to god i have I had it. an ex that <laughs> it just he, he wasn't on the down low he was just gay but still but he was he was he was who he was Here's what I have to say about that. And this is just being involved as a person. KG handled it well. Man, that's your choice. He that's sure your did. lifestyle. Something you wanted to do. Um, then have at it. I mean, I'm, I'm going to respect you as a gentleman. No, I KG's felt bad. a good dude. I felt bad for Amber that she had to kind of go through that experience. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, she's such a sweetie. But you know, well, she, and, she, okay, and it can be painful. Um, especially if he cheated on her in, in, in that manner, as opposed to, you know, cause some, some people will find out not so much because the person does, you know, is cheating on them, but basically we stop dating. And then the next person you're dating is someone of the opposite sex. So I hope that that's the way it happened as opposed to you find out your man is cheating. And then on top of it, he's cheating with another man, because I think that would make it even more hurtful than if you break up and then you know, that's who he moves on to. You might feel some kind of way, but is definitely going to be more hurtful if that's who he was cheating with. Um, and I, I'm not really sure if they made that clear um, on the show. I think it was just something that his, his bisexuality was just something that he kept from her um, is, is the way I understood it. But anyway, so that was really no big deal. I think that was probably more so um, something she did to see what kind of person KG was in terms of saying, you know, this is somebody who's a part of my life and people who are in the LGBTQIA community are a part of my life. And I want to see if he's one of these mofos who, you know, is going to come off ignorant with it. Um, I, I, that's all I really think it was. What about you guys? 
I agree. I agree. Um, and Katie Hello? handled it perfectly. I think both of I'm you are on No, mute. I'm here. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, I can hear you now. I think yeah. you guys were talking before you came off mute. But yes, yeah, yeah. so I think it was more of just a test just to see what kind of dude he was. Um, exactly. It, it, just, it's just trying to see how involved yeah. he was. Mm -hmm. uh, and he is. It, yeah. I, the truth of the matter is we all are. Even the guy who was revealed about himself, he just said, hey, look, I was gay. He didn't come off all throwing it up in his face and everything like that. And, and you know, it is what it is. And, and you just you just move on. That's that's what it is. And, and that's what we have to respect about that. And I'm so glad that KG or Chris yeah, yeah, wasn't a type of person who was going to overreact. Because, you know, oh, damn, you was dealing with him? Oh, no, I got to go get AIDS tested. What you, you know, we all have yeah, to Yeah, because, you know, there's dudes that would say all of that. And I'm glad that you that you brought that up because that's the level of ignorance that, you know, that we hear. Welcome back, PBG. It's just one of our live room regulars. Um, So next we have, now this one was Juicy. Liz, David, and I even remember that brother's name. Oh, brother Claire. Claire's child. That was, was so, good. Because Claire, I mean, because David is such a bitch. He tried that man. He was like, he to, tried Clarence. Oh. Yes, Lord. But Clarence peeped David from, apparent Clarence peeped David before he even got there. So David pretty much. It, it was it, David pretty much just walked right in and proved everything that Clarence was probably already starting to think about him because this <laughs> is sure it's crazy. What, what Clarence was probably already starting to think about him because you, he was, it, it's obvious that he still cares about Liz like they're not in a relationship anymore but she's probably somebody that you know he'll he always had love for her type thing and he's obviously protective of her which is cool there's nothing wrong with that I mean you know it's, we all could could use some extra folks that's looking out for us so, especially as a woman so that's cool and he's a good dude yeah uh, Sean you gotta talk up a little bit I said Clarence is a good dude. I just don't think I would have. I would. I don't think I would have bought it out. I would have bought the same subject out. I would have bought the same. I would have said the same thing, but I wouldn't have said it there. I would have said it directly to Liz and kind of step back and let her deal with the situation. But you know what? It was good that he did do that. You know, I wouldn't have handled it that way because I don't. I don't want to. I wouldn't want to interject because. But you know what? David did come off kind of. He did. And then that whole thing talking about some when was the last time they intimate? Are you fucking What was that about? I mean, like, dude, why do you even why do you even care? That is said, so and, and this is the thing. It's almost to me like you're trying to call her a liar because she said that she was celibate and abstaining till mm -hmm. marriage. Now she may have had sex before, but if she if this dude is an ex and she's abstaining, so what you trying to say? I'm lying to you? that I'm really dipping with my ex. You know what I'm saying? There, To me, there were so many layers to the ignorance of that question. Not to mention that that goes back to, it always comes back every time to, to him asking about them passwords, man. He is the type Ooh. of mofo that will be going through your text He'll messages. Your He'll go, go mm -hmm. in your purse. He'll do all that stuff. He will that. go through your purse. He will, this is the type of dude who will call up to your job to yes. see if you're there. 
all of that. Very manic depressive, like up and down. Like like when I was, he had another clip on YouTube and he was trying to explain everything. I'm like, dude, you talking so fast and you coming up with so many different topics and twists and turns with it. He was all over the place, didn't you think? He just seemed unstable, and I was just like, "Nah, man, I, I I wasn't kind of feeling feeling that whole intimacy, passwords, all of that." Come There's on, no excuse for the intimacy question whatsoever, because first of all, we're not even in a committed relationship yet. We're still on this dating show, number one. So you know, I'm dating more than one person, hell, you already got a chip on your shoulder about the other person that I'm dating. So that's one. And two, even if I say that we was intimate two weeks ago, I wasn't with you, dude. I ain't even know you. Yeah, yeah. He, I didn't it, even it, know you. So what difference do it make? I, it it exactly. don't even matter whether she was with Clarence or running it all up and through Houston. It, exactly. She didn't even know you. You need to be concerned about what she's doing when she with you. In fact, you were a little overly concerned because you're on a dating show where y'all all are supposed to date extra people, and you tripping because a dude kissed her. Yeah, what do you? What, you know, I'm saying I, I I couldn't agree with you. What do you care? Show some confidence. Show some swag. And be like, you know what? You might have been in his bed tonight, but you're going to be in my bed last night, but you be in my bed tonight and the night after and the night after. Because you, no right, you have no right. You have no right. You haven't put a ring on her finger Mm-mm. and tell her she can and she can't sleep with. He just played himself. I was, I was, I was. Oh, another way he played himself. I am so glad because I would have thrown something on my at, at my TV when he said that mess to her when he, um, with his friends about, um, Kiss uh, about kissing kiss him. He, how you gonna play if if you want her to be your girl? How you gonna play her in front of your boys or in front and of your she friends? She just met them. That was embarrassing. That was that was so trifling. Because if if you want me to be your girl, you already like putting some bad vibes out there you you already making your friends look at me some kind of way now granted if your friends have any damn sense they shouldn't feed into it but if any of your friends especially your male friends are like you then they all gonna be looking at me uh calling you saying they saw me in the club dancing with some other dude or whatever because birds of a feather so yeah, it was it, it that yeah, but I'm glad Clarence got him together when he said that thing about a person being a safe space and he said, But what about you? Can you be a safe space for her? And then when he read him down about what he did, and then of course when they went on talk, they went on talking, and then what's the words he used again, Sean? I keep forgetting about bringing the energy down or something like that. Do you remember when he told him Let's when uh, he said something? He said something. Hope, do you remember Let's when he said something? Let's bring the strength down in the room. Let's yeah. bring the strength, the strength down in the room because it was kind of strong. The intensity was there. I mean, like to ask her to say that when you kissed her, I'm like, yo, dude, you just called out there and, and, and played it. I mean, like, 
that was weak. He didn't have to do that. He just played his hand to show that he has no confidence in himself to be able to hold her attention. I didn't like that. I wouldn't have done that to a woman. And, and, and play that. You, in you front don't... of your friends, though, it's like it's like you playing her in front of your friends. Okay, so wait a minute. So we did. Oh, Kira. So Kira and her ex, and a lot of these women had handsome exes. I know you don't care about that showing, but it, it, uh, oh, yeah, some, some of them that, had some handsome uh, exes. Um, the one that was it, Kira. Kira man was fine. I was like, uh, yeah, some of them was handsome. Kira's mm -hmm. man was fine. Yes, God. I was like, you need to get him back. Yeah, because he, he Jason, little bit of teeth got he they bothered yeah, me. Yeah, Jason walking around looking like a whole uh piranha out here. <laughs> so, yeah. um, but she is so basically, there was nothing much to that. Uh, I don't like homeboy talking about her finances. He was trying to act I like did not, I didn't like that. I, I did not like that either because I felt like. He couldn't say that she was bad with her money. All he was able to say was, he said she doesn't budget and she spends a lot of money. But if her bills are paid, that that then is a, yep, not your business. You may not like how she spends her money, and maybe mm -hmm. you feel like she could be saving more or doing different things with it. But if her bills are paid. And she's not asking you for anything, then okay, you and her have different ideas about budgeting. Um, and again, this is why bringing exes is somewhat problematic because some of that could just be um, high too much sauce. Uh, some of that could be is in the description. We're talking about ready to love. Some of that could very much be just the difference in the type of person that she is versus uh, how you are. Um, and, you know, so it, and, and if that is something that you all had differences about throughout your relationship, then when somebody asks you a question about that, you're going to give an answer that's still in keeping with the fact that it's something you two disagreed about, which is not necessarily fair because that's how she operated with you. Doesn't mean that that's how she's going to operate with the man that she might want to end up marrying. So, but at any rate, we know that that's not going to happen with piranha teeth anyway. So, <laughs> Um, I didn't think it was a, a bad question. Um, it wasn't bad, but it was I, just, I don't, yeah. I take that back. I actually thought that that question was a bit much for where they yeah. are. Like to, to ask about somebody's finances when we're not even in a relationship yet. Um, to me, that is a question that you would, uh, that's a conversation that you would have exclusively one-on-one -on -one with that person as you embark on a relationship together. I don't think that that is a question. In fact, I know that that is a question. That's not a question that I would be very happy with you asking a third party about me. Because first of all, it's not even that third party's business. And until I discuss it with you, it's not your business either. 
People are very sensitive when it comes to finances. Absolutely. But, um, I mean, I don't, and I don't black think people was, in particular. Yeah. yeah, I don't think it was a bad question. I just think it, it wasn't. Well, it was, the, to me, it's a better question for him to ask her. I, yeah. I don't know if you not would. Not the ask. Yeah. It's not a bad question. It's just a bad question when you bring it in a third party. First, establish your baseline that you got something there, that you have some financial things on the table that you need to consider. I mean, to me, it's so early. Yes. Like, it's like too early. It's like what you're saying. If my if I'm spending the money but all my bills are paid, then what are you what what are we talking about here? And it's and also it's on the flip side. A lot of people sometimes make assumption that people don't have money because they don't spend things the way they do because they're especially mm-hmm. frugal. And they say, well, because they're frugal. Know, well, that's because they don't want to spend the money or whatever. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. They're frugal. And, and, and heck, they're going to have good retirement later on. So, hey. So, I mean, like, if you, when I look at the layout of her crib, I'm like, yeah, she, 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 she's either doing well for herself and she likes nice things, and that's what it is. Well, you know what? There's nothing wrong with that as long as you can stay, stay there for it. To me, it was a question he didn't need to ask yet until he was a little bit deeper in there, and he could sit there and say, hey, look, is this – what I want. Are we going to be able to meet ourselves in the middle here? Mm-hmm. About money? I just but, feel know. like he need to be worried about his And considering that obviously she says she's a lawyer then that we know that she went to law school it, you know, it's real talk to ask, you know, do you have any student loans, whatever, whatever, because that's, that's real talk. I know in my case, my student loans, even 20 years later, are literally the cost of a child. small home, child, me too, I, and, and still paying on them. <laughs> so, uh, my, you know, my student loans will still be here when I'm not. Oh Jesus! Because yes. that, well, no, and I say that only because at this point is just they they done ran them up with a bunch of interest, and you know, and that's that's on some BS. But anyway, that's a different topic. Yeah. The point is. Um, I thought, uh, I I think we all agree it is an appropriate conversation under the appropriate circumstances and time, and that wasn't it, it, and certainly not to a third party. And he don't need to be worried. He's a school teacher. So really, you're not going to help me pay these student loans. Shut up. So. I'm just oh, I and so I know. I'm just saying, go, go, give it to me, Sean. I'm sorry. I'm just hating. No. Well, hell, he might have student loans of his own if he decided to be an administrator and went and got his master's. I mean, but still, they don't. Uh, Let's be clear. Every attorney, every attorney is not is not Johnny Cochran or somebody. And I get more, that. A lot more attorneys out there struggling who don't even practice law. And so you, you that's unfair. That's an unfair characterization because you know But that. but to be honest, that he may know that and that may be why he wants to know. Exactly. But he at the same time it's not you you gotta talk a little louder, but at the same yeah. time, it's still just not time for that it's not. conversation it's not. with a it's a third party. not a third party. The third party is the part that we can hear I can't Sean is I can barely hear him. I'm sorry. I'm trying to see. I I have it off mute. I have there, now you're right. good. Now you're good. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. Sometimes it sounds like you're far away. Yeah, dude. It may 
because I'm switching between mute and off because I'm taking your cue. Hope I like that because I don't want it feedback, but I'm I'm gonna talk about it. But you're right. You know him being the T. He may be in a position that he can help her because she's overspending. And they, and they, well, no, I mean, and, and help could be itself, the whole topic in and of itself was inappropriate. It's inappropriate at this time. Yeah. However, don't get it twisted because that was the same thing Simone said. Well, I wanted to make money. I, that's why I didn't want to teach. And people think, and I, I'm, I'm defending the, the 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 profession of education because that's why I, you know, is a people make an assumption and they don't really know. That's well, and again, he could be, for all we know, he's an administrator. And he could be. I mean, I, I accept that. I accept that. I, I will. If, I will. Jason, he could be 36 years old. He could could have started teaching when he first got out of college. That's 14, 15 years in the system. And depending upon where he's working, he may be pushing over six figures. So, I mean, like, at 36, that can well, especially being a black male, because what I find in this in the area I'm in in, in Northern Virginia, they want to black males get hired quickly. They want them in the schools, but at the same time, they end up getting a lot of administration opportunities. So we can we even the the few brothers we get into the school, they don't end up staying in the in the classroom. They go into um, administration and become principals and end up in the superintendent office relatively quickly because we don't have any diversity in those higher positions. So, um, so they third if he did it straight out of school, he could very well be uh, up there at thirty six. And uh, I had several friends who, uh, well, they're women who were principals by forty. But um, anyway, that notwithstanding, inappropriate conversation. Did was there any other? Um, I don't think there were there any, any other ex meetups, right? Amber, um, Amber, Liz, Kyra, oh, Venetia. Venetia. Oh, she. What really? No way. I thought oh, we had an ex for Venetia. Mm, mm, oh, so, did we have an ex for Venetia? Venetia did have an ex because her she ex did? was also from Louisiana. Oh yeah. my God. Now her ex was fine too. Yeah, she had another fine one. Um, I can't remember. What did he say about her? Because I don't think it was anything. You know, he. he you know, you don't. You're not gonna pick somebody who's gonna say something bad about you. Yeah, I don't. He I don't. Said, crazy. Said, he just okay. said that she wasn't controlling. Joel asked, and he said, no, nah, I don't oh. You know what I'm saying? I just feel that she's just about her business, you know, but she, he, he just echoed that he didn't feel that she was controlling, which was Joel's main issue. And she's a mother of three. She got to handle business. Mm-hmm. We don't know how long she's been, and, and it's no shade, I'm just saying, in life, we don't know this woman, mm-hmm. so we don't know how long she has been on her own or how old her kids are, you know, she may have to have have been, uh, for all we know, she may have been raising them on her own for a minute. And, you know, you got to handle your business if you got three kids to raise. Yeah. And I feel like her. So her, and I she like obviously she, seems to be doing well. So mm-hmm. that's a lot of work. Yeah. I, I feel like she has uh, some daughters, but um, and I think she's been a single mom for a long time. 
I think they mentioned that the first episode. Yeah, so so she handling she she got business to handle, um, which is exactly where her ex said she she about she about that business. And Sean, um, you mentioned seeing because that's some interesting information that supports what her ex said. Um, talk about what you said. You saw an interview with Dietrich, and he specifically talked about Vernicia, especially in light of his date with her. He talked about Venetia in the point that he said that it wasn't that he was intimidated or intimidated by her. It, it may have came off that day, but she just she's a lot stronger in person than she comes off on the show because she's doing so many different things. And for him, he just was like, well, wait a minute. Let me make sure I'm settled or I had butterflies about going into that situation before I would get serious with her. I would want to date date her, and I can understand it because if I'm I'm sitting there and and, and J Lo comes walking down and say, "Hey, honey, let's go out on a date." I'm like, yo, wait a minute. I don't know if I can handle J Lo's lifestyle, but hey, I'll go out on a date with you. And that's what he kind of like what he was saying. What, what people didn't realize is that with Venetia, she seems to be she has a lot more things going on, and she's a lot more sturdy in her spot. In a good way, he was saying. And mm-hmm. so, well, you know, that's very that, complimentary. Yeah, that's very complimentary. She took it as he was afraid. Now he just wasn't afraid. He just wanted to know. He just wasn't sure if he was wanted to or was ready to take that on. I think that if he genuinely liked her, he would have taken it on. But he mm-hmm. didn't like anybody on the show. He, and he didn't like her either. So, I mean, he moved Are on. you talking about Joel? Not that he didn't like her, like her. He just didn't like her like that. You talking yeah, about Joel, right? No, we talking about uh, Dietrich. Dietrich was talking about Venetia and basically saying she was oh. good people. Oh, people. okay, okay. Yeah. Well, I want to ask Sean. How do do you think um, Joel really likes Venetia? Do you think, or do you think? I feel like he's on the show to be on the show. Do you like think he likes Venetia? Uh, I'm I'm kind of wavering in your direction. That you know that it, it may not be as serious and what that he's just running his thing and which is okay. There's nothing wrong with him playing the down home young man from New Orleans with the accent and everything like that. But I'm not really confident as I was before that he was really truly interested. Like the whole saying that he liked Kyra out of the blue really threw me because there was nothing on the show that said stick that showed me that there was any type of chemistry or interest of him towards Kyra or vice versa. So I'm not, I'm not too sure that he really, uh, yeah, I'm, maybe he likes her, but I don't know how much. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. I, I think he likes her, but is, is he liking her in the direction that she want to be in as in again, ready to love, not ready to date or ready to screw. That's the difference. Now, another thing that came up and that was giving me uh, some real pick me energy from Amber that I was not pleased with her about was when she and, and KG revisited the conversation of kids. Because remember, well, first, remember they had a conversation a few weeks ago about um, marriage and he said that he wasn't necessarily 
pushing for that. Like he wants the connection and to fall in love, but not necessarily the marriage part. And she was kind of like, you know, kind of cool with that. And she's only 31. So, okay. So that's fine. And then, but this episode, when he said he wanted five kids, um, hi, Desireness. Welcome back, Tony. Hi, Sam. When he said that he wanted five kids and she basically said, you know, she, that's a lot of kids, but she could probably get with that. She's more interested in being a mother than a wife. I just felt like that was some real, like, just pick me energy, just saying that because she knows how he feels about marriage, number one. And number two, why would you want to be with somebody who is okay with knocking you up and knocking you up repeatedly, but not interested in being legally obligated to take care of you, not just your kids? I agree. I agree with that. Too. And that's, you know, and that's, that's really something that a lot of people, I think, miss the mark on and don't think about when they, when they do this whole, well, I ain't got to get married. Duh, 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 duh. Okay. But well, I, I don't want to get married because blah, blah, he don't want to get married, but it's okay for him to have children with you because uh, even if he signed, whether he signs the birth certificate or not, there are so many other issues with that. I think I'm going to have to do an episode about it because I've, I have a presentation regarding that and I'll do an episode about it, but let's just say quick example. I had, um, a young woman who, uh, was with this guy. They had one child. They were about to have another one and they were planning to get married. In fact, the wedding, was maybe a couple of months off because she was pregnant with the second child. She wanted to have the child first. And so she went ahead. She had, um, she, uh, of two weeks, a week or two before the child was born, he was shot and killed. It was, it was a mistake. He hadn't done anything wrong. Unfortunately, the person came to the wrong, uh, the gunman came to the wrong, uh, condo but he shot and killed him because he answered the door. The child was born within a few days because she was there, she saw it, she went into labor. Despite the fact that this guy had been there through all the different stuff and, and all of that, it did not matter. There was no presumption that he was the father, despite the fact that that's who she was with. She had a hard time getting benefits for, um, hard time trying to get benefits for this child. She had to try to petition to get material for a DNA test from the state medical examiner from his body to then try to prove to social security to get benefits. I mean, it, it is a whole thing. So it's, it's a lot of layers to it. And like I said, I'll do an episode about it, but I just, um, especially given what she knows, um, I don't know. I just found it really kind of sad actually, but, uh, what do you all think? I mean, maybe it's just me. So <laughs> hope 
I mean, uh, Sean, both of you are doing the mute thing, but I know, you're not no, no. coming off. Well, and then, no, I was turning it off. But, well, I was kind of thinking on it because I don't know how I, I don't know. I think I'm still conflicted on it. I'm still conflicted on it. So mm -hmm. I'm going to keep my mouth shut for this one, surprisingly. <laughs> well, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm kind of in the same, I'm, I'm kind of in the same camp. I'm kind of conflicted on it. I mean, it is, it is what it is. I mean, we just got to keep forward and find out where we're going with these, 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 these types yeah. of things. I, I do. I just thought maybe it, it, when he said five kids, I'm like, that's a lot of kids, dude. And then, you know. It's a, it's a lot of kids, you know, and Amber's saying that she wants to be a mother before more so more than a, a wife, you know, uh, there works in the other order. It's not that you don't, you don't, you don't do that. Um, that kind of, but you know, he wants to look at this and look at the show you're on. It doesn't even make sense. I, I, I just think that that's why I said it gave me pick me energy. Cause I just really feel like she said that because she knew that's where his head was based on their previous conversation about marriage. So it, it, you know, my thing is, if that's what you're going to do, that's what you're going to do. That's what you're going to do. That's what you're going to do. But at the same time, make sure that that's what you're going to do, because that's truly where your head is. And that's not what you're going to do, just because that's that's the only way you could hold on. To, you feel like you can hold on to him is by having his babies, because if you try to actually want him to make an ultimate commitment to you, he ain't trying to do it. See, and I kind of feel that, and I may be totally off base. I feel like K, I, you got me with the KJ. I feel like KG really likes her. I mm -hmm. think if she had said, well, we could talk about five, but, you know, let's work on, you know, let's, let's, you know, take it one at a time and see how it goes and stuff. I think she could have been honest because I think he's really feeling her. I think mm -hmm. he, and I may be wrong. He could be a player. So, I mean, but he just seems like he really gets with one person and he focuses on that person. Mm -hmm. That's what I see. So, yeah. And I, and again, the number of kids, people will start out saying they want a gazillion kids and then they have one or two and be like, um, yeah, I'm these, good. Split, these it, things it, expensive. I, yeah. And I, so it's not even so much the number of kids. I mean, yes, that is a lot of kids. I'm, it's really more so the, um, the issue around it in terms of you're willing to do that, but not make sure that she's taken care of legally. So you, you wouldn't, you would be willing to get somebody pregnant, however many times, one, two, five, um, but not actually marry them. Meanwhile, you're on a show called Ready to Love. And my concern is, is this 31-year-old woman willing to compromise for this 41-year-old man um, because she knows that that's how he wants the situation to be? Or is that what she wants? Or is she really on that tip of having a bunch of babies for a mofo and and him not committing to her so um so that's really more so my issue around that but 
we don't have much time because we know that we cut off at the two hour mark end. So let's get to let's get to the end. We know they went to Tommy's house. Tommy's house was beautiful. I like him and his wife together. I like his wife on the show because she's not too much. She's she fits in with the lady. She says a little something, something. And then she she moves on. She doesn't try to take over. She don't try to be funny. He's the comedian. She just, you know, she's there as part of the relationship. And um, I like that. I don't know if she's been on in the past because you guys know I haven't had a chance to watch season one and season two yet, but I, no, I do hasn't. like her there. She hasn't. Um, this is the first time. And I'm glad they added her to it because she does give the women a little bit of perspective. And I like that. Yeah. And it's and it's not over the top. She's not trying to be mm -hmm. Ayanla or anything. She's <laughs> No. Yeah, I mean she's she's there almost like an, an auntie. Like Sean is with us. <laughs> yeah, no, but but, so. but you know he's Uncle Tommy, so she, yes. she's auntie. What's her name? Yeah. Jackie. Jacqueline. Yeah. Jacqueline. Yeah. So I thought that that um I thought that was cool. Um. Oh wait a minute. Side note. What the hell was Flea wearing when they met with the boyfriend with the leopard pants and the child? She looked a hot. That was a hot mess. That was horrible. Oh, yeah. Sean, did you see Flea when 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 the boyfriend was there? Oh my God. Yeah. Was like, it was horrible. She could not okay. dress. I thought she I didn't think she was quite that bad, but she is bad. I literally tried to give her a benefit of doubt. But no, it's horrible. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh Sean, make sure you come back on because we are really getting we're getting to the end part. So this is the important part. So they get to the end. We I think watching the whole episode, we all knew where this was going and where the major conflict lies. We knew that Jason was gonna be fine because he had two women like him. We knew that Vernicia was going to be, uh, that Joel was going to be fine because Vernicia doesn't, she doesn't know what he's, uh, what he's saying about her behind her back. So right now, you know, other than little minor disagreements they had, she, he's still her dude. We know, um, who, who else is there? AJ, uh, was, was going to be fine because he uh, made sure that he tightened things up with Alexis when they went on that double date. So we kind of knew what direction it was going in. It was coming down to Ron and David. So let's go with Ron first. Ron um, gets to the dinner with Alexis because at this point, there are so few people left that they aren't sending random people to dinner. So, or, or for the meeting. Um, I think that Ron had a sense that if he wasn't going to go home, that there was going to be a discussion about him going home. And I think he came into it with a chip on his shoulder and in anything that came out of her mouth, he was ready to pounce. And, um, when she, I know that his, his little feelings were probably hurt when she said that I don't know, which I, I, I gave her props for being honest. When she said, I'm not sure if I'm all into you because I'm into you or because I was your number one and that made me feel good to me. 
Um, I'll borrow a word from Sean here. I thought that that was one of the most, if not the most vulnerable moments that Alexis has had on the show. Other, you know, even when she, you know, I, I just felt that that was one of the most honest and vulnerable moments that she had because essentially at that point, you are admitting that you want somebody to care about you so much that when somebody says they're your number one, you get wrapped up in that because it makes you feel special. That's that's a lot for somebody to admit, especially somebody who gives an air of always being confident. So I um, I appreciated that from her. But the way that he reacted, and I was almost laughing because any sister who's ever had a brother that was in his feelings could imitate Joel, I mean, could imitate Ron without even seeing the scene. Mm -hmm. He didn't look at her face, shoulders up, looking off to the side and talking smack for no reason. When she said he had nothing, when he said she had nothing, nothing to offer to him. him. Mm -hmm. I was over it. Sean had a good uh, perspective on that. Um, hi, CWE third. Um, Sean, what what were you saying about? Um, that was the stupidest response that he could ever say. Because if he wants that Michelle Obama, why would you want? Why would you not want any woman? Why would you want any woman not to have anything to offer you, to support you, or supplement your endeavors in life? What are you doing? Then if you can handle everything on your own, then you need to just be by yourself. You have to find something in another person that's able to give you something that you don't have. I don't think God gave you all the talents in the world. It just didn't make it just didn't make sense when he said it. I thought it was cold. I thought it was callous. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I lacked any type of connect. And, and, and like she said, it hurt her to the core of her, of, of her being. It, it wouldn't hurt anybody because even if it's not financial or whatever it i could what she may feel like she offers is you know a gift of discernment or the fact that she is a mother so she's a nurturer there are many different things cuz you know people get caught up on the material when you when you talk about offer and acceptance no it's bigger than that and in a relationship if you can't look at the other person and feel like you bring something to the table and that they bring something to the table with you, you're right. There's no point in you being in it. Why would you even want to be with somebody who offers you nothing? Like, and then to make it even worse, he repeated it. He said it twice when he said, when she was, I forget what she said, but I, he said it twice. And then that's when he said the divine masculine thing. And, you know, I read that all, I read that to you. So um, what he doesn't realize is he's, he doesn't want to be wrapped up in the church. But when you read the stuff about that whole divine masculine, divine feminine, it literally is patriarchal kind of doctrine that's all wrapped up in this new age kind of way you know i mean it, it you i i would imagine there's crystals that you could probably buy that would have it on there so um 
Yeah, I was I was just over it. And of course, we saw the previews for next week. Uh, as we as it's obvious because he was walking through the parking lot, he self-eliminated. He said on his IG that she tried to get him to come back and whatever, whatever. He needed to go. Um I, I'm assuming if if allegedly she tried to get him to come back, she did not um that she wasn't going to eliminate him, but I felt like he needed to be eliminated because there was nobody else that he had that's still there that he had a connection with since he sent Chrysanthemum home. And um, and by the way, he also said on IG that Chrysanthemum is not returning his phone calls. And that's what he gets. Cause remember in episode seven, she was he was the only one that she was returning phone calls to. Mm-hmm. Well, now he's not getting returns on his calls either. So whatever. Um, so he to me, he just played himself. Next, David. We don't have to rehash. We already know Madness. that David comes with a wealth of baggage. And crazy. That, yes, exactly. That even if he didn't have the extra crazy on top of it, he's got four kids, two ex-wives, questionable finances. Like Sean said, maybe even some bipolar tendencies. He's all over, the, but not bipolar, uh, some manic uh, depressive tendencies. He's all over the place. He even looks sad all the time. When she, that whole scene, when I say that I was triggered, I was literally, I I realized when I was watching it that my entire body was clenched up and I had to take a deep breath because when she was trying to, it was bad enough when she was trying to talk and he was trying to talk over her. Like, first of all, if nothing else, just be a gentleman. Just let the lady talk just because she's the lady. Like, and and she invited you here. You didn't invite her here. She invited you here because obviously she bring you there to either eliminate you or not eliminate you because we don't know because of, of what ended up happening. And him not letting her talk was already triggering to me. But then when he stood up, I was over it. I was like, producers come and get this mofo and send him home. Because to me, him standing up over her like that yeah. was an act of aggression yeah. and I did not appreciate it. No, and I think he I think he has problems keeping his hands to himself. So she needs to like they need to eliminate him. They really do. It, it was it was very aggressive. It was very bullying. It is exactly if you've ever been bullied, is exactly what they do. Even without hitting you, they will, especially if they they will stand over you, get into your personal space, whole nine yards. Like I said to Sean earlier, I have always been the shortest in any setting I go in. So uh, when I was young, I learned the game very early. Because I, you know, of course, I always I was born with the gift of gab. So I, I mean, I just was. My mom them said I talked at nine months, even though I wouldn't walk. I'd just sit there and talk to people. So, um, it, and, and so I learned that if I got into their personal space before they got into mine and could break them down that way, then they if I if they backed up which they always did because of things I said, if they backed up, I knew I won and I wasn't going to get hit. And I've never been hit. 
So it is absolutely a tactical move. And for him to be a man doing that to a woman who was simply trying to talk to him, she was not raising her voice. She was not being ignorant or, or just any of the typical things that uh, you know, folks try to say that sisters in particular do with the neck wagon and all of that. None of that, as, as Sean has said consistently about her, she was all class. David, David played himself. He wasn't a gentleman. She kept herself in control. He didn't allow her an opportunity to talk. He just kept trying to over explain or what do they call it, mansplaining or something like that. And then when he stood up, I was like, dude, what are you trying to challenge her to a duel? Just sit down and be cool, calm, and collected. <laughs> challenge her to a duel. Uh, you're funny. Uh, Go back funny. 20 paces, turn around right. and shoot. <laughs> but that is the way it was, though. I agree with Sean because he was like, it was so, it was awkward. And I think he was trying. That? Let me I, talk. No, you talk. Let me well, talk. Let- I think he thought he was getting eliminated and he wanted to say something first. I really do. I, that's why he didn't want her to talk because he's like, "Oh no, you ain't. Li- you're not eliminating me." So I, that's what I feel. Yeah, he, I may he be was, wrong. He was panicking, and on another one of the shows, he said uh, clips. He said he was there to find love, real love. So he, because he was tired of seeing all these shows where the black couples don't last. I said, "Well, you're putting a lot of responsibility on yourself at this point. You first just need to, to establish your foundation." And standing up, trying to bully this woman who is not easily bullied, then I don't think that was a good a good way to show what you're about. And he and he he can't make love last in real life. His his uh his last wife, they were together eighteen months and she left him. And they've only been divorced for like a year. Man, you need to work on yourself because clearly if you couldn't even keep yourself in control so that you wouldn't look like uh, uh, yet another angry black person cutting a fool on TV, then you haven't done enough work on yourself. Because any type of way a woman takes picks up her kids because they don't have he he doesn't have kids didn't have kids with her she came into the marriage with two or three kids i can't remember was it three kids hope or two i think it was two i think it was and um, two kids. anytime a woman pack up pack up their kids and leave after a conflict and they literally move out the house and move someplace else there's a problem because we don't typically do that unless we feel that we're in danger because moving well you have a child both of y'all have kids moving with kids is no damn joke especially if you by yourself and the kids are young that's why you know usually one spouse throws the other spouse out the house and it's usually the guy so that the mother can stay there with the kids she picked up and left after 18 months. What that tell you? So like you a two-time loser with four kids and all this other kind of stuff. But see, he's another one that plays the same game over and over because like his ex-wife said, she said that she ignored some now obvious red flags about emotional issues, financial issues, whatever. Why? 
because he said, you know, he, he was religious, loved God, and he was willing to be abstinent. So he runs the same game over and over too, because of course, once he peeped that Liz was in the gospel group or whatever, he figured she was probably religious. And then once she said the abstinence thing, shoot, he hit the jackpot because that's part of the game that he runs. So it's so now Liz realized that she was doing the same thing, that she was a you know, caught up in the fact that he was, you know, this man of God and all of this, but what else? So um, it, it was, it was very interesting. And I do think that she was going to send him home. Um, I, I think that uh, based I on what he did, um, I think with the question, the, the conversation, the way that it went with him and him and Clarence, um, and you know, him calling her out in front of his boy, and just mm -hmm. and, and who knows, whatever foolishness they've talked about behind closed doors, I think she was going to send him home. Now, what do you now? That's the uh, million dollar question. That's going to be the last thing that we go into tonight because, um, uh, we're about to go off the air and I need to sign out. Um, do you think that both men were about to be sent home or was one of them going to be kept and the other sent home? Now, David, of course, said that he self-eliminated. In my opinion, he was going to be, uh, Liz was going to send him home Wait, anyway. Said, and after what he did in terms of getting, in my opinion, getting aggressive, um, they needed to send they needed to eliminate him whether he he you know i think it was one of those i quit your fire type no no hold on you you said that david said he you found that out on ig or something he, um yeah he he because you know he keeps doing these uh lives because of course he's trying to get ahead of the story because he knew that he was gonna look bad. Oh, okay. So he did leave. Been, okay. Yeah, he's been doing Instagram lives since last week. Ever since they showed the preview, he's been going on live to because he's more or less the person who started it. Once he started doing it, then the rest of them started doing it. And that and that gives you a sample of his manic of his manic tendencies is that He's trying to over-explain everything instead of letting people give, have an opportunity to, to view it and make their own opinion. I think he firmly was going home. I think yeah, Ron was going home as well because Ron had no one else that was interested in him and that would speak up for him. So, And, and also, I think it should be good because that also, you said, he, that gives you opportunity to go after Chris Anthony who you really wanted. David. Yeah. Even though she didn't return in his phone calls, but that's his fault. That's that's all on him. That's all on him. And as far as David, he's just trying to overexplain his position. No, he shouldn't have bullied the woman, and it's just not there. Yeah, I think that even if he had a chance, he was going to go home. The minute he stood up, as far as I'm concerned, if if you are a smart, uh, if you are a smart producer, the minute he stood up that was a liability. So you, he wouldn't have had to, he would not have been given an opportunity to uh, self-terminate or whatever he claims he did. I would have been like, cut, you're out, bro. We, we ain't doing that. 
is especially, you know, she's sitting down, you stood up, you're male, she's female, she's not raising her voice. So there's just, there's literally no justification for his behavior whatsoever. She invited you here to talk to you. You won't let her get in a word. And now you're getting aggressive. No, you're out. And I, and, and it pains me to even use those words because I know that words like aggressive and, and things like that are buzzwords that are used against black men and black women. Cause you know, they use that against us all the time. Um, you see that like on the housewives and stuff, those it, so it is a word that I do not use lightly unless I'm doing a be aggressive cheerleading cheer for the football team. But, um, in that case, that was it, uh, that was an aggressive move under those circumstances. Um, what are you all's thoughts on that? I agree. I mean, I, I didn't know and everybody that. when you get the pauses cause they're on mute. Cause we were having some technical difficulties earlier. Yeah. No, I, you know, I, it was, it was a, it was a move of aggression. Mm-hmm. It was inappropriate, especially in this day and age. He'd have came off better if he kept it calm, calm, cool, and collective. But and also, it shows that all this, these F different clips of him trying to over-explain everything. Let it go, man. You just over the top. But one yeah. thing I don't understand about these people on these shows. Cool. What were they, you gonna say? Well, and one thing I don't understand with these people on these shows. Do they realize that people watch these shows and they're gonna <laughs> see how crazy you are? So exactly. ain't, ain't nobody I'm else gonna date your crazy ass. Cause why not have some grace and do not, and accept that you got eliminated? Exactly, because now you're on. You did all of this on a show that most people don't even watch because. It's it's this show is on own. There is a pocket of black folks that watch this show. That's it. And it's not a huge number because, again, it's on own on a Friday night. So he could have just gotten eliminated from the show and nobody would ever known about it. Now, because the Internet remains undefeated, anybody that he get with or whatever, somebody going to be like, oh, I'm a Google him. Oh, did you see this when he was on this show? Da, 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 da. Boom. So you just made a whole interview reel for yourself. Just an idiot. But at any rate, I am going to wrap up. I am so grateful you all were here. I know this was a long one. Audience, I know this was a long one, but I know you loved it because this was an excellent, excellent episode. It's always a little long when we have two episodes to discuss. And this, these two were both powerhouse episodes. So it's our bad. We got to be better about, uh, you're dealing with three very busy people here. <laughs> so we've got to be better. Thank you, Tony. So we've got to be better about um, trying to work our insane schedules to get these shows in one at a time, especially when they're powerhouse episodes, because uh, when you have an A episode and an A plus episode, uh, you know, you got to talk about them both, right? <laughs> so, and seven and eight both had a lot of juice to them. So, um, again, thank you for being here. Thank you very much, as always, Hopi. Thank you. And thank you, Sean. Thank okay, you. hope we're going to give Sean the applause and the cheers, right? Yes, give him the applause, girl. 
Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I love my little sound effects. <laughs> but thank you very, very much for being here. And, you know, come hang with us. We've got a lot more show to come. In fact, Sean and I are going to be on again. Uh, definitely, I thought maybe tonight, but it's just too late. Um, probably tomorrow once we sync our schedules up because as I talked about in our Seeking Sister Wives episode, I have um, some uh, LBDs, legal breakdowns coming up. And one of them, as I told you, is a real life uh, case because I will be talking about cases if people contact me about things going on in their neck of the woods. And this is a good one because it relates to something that unfortunately happens to people all the time, which is uh, ba a bad experience with someone involved in home repair, but in Sean's case, it got really extreme. So we are definitely going to do an episode about that. And I really appreciate uh, Sean allowing us to share that story because I think that um, it is going to, I hope it'll be helpful for him, helpful for him and useful for a lot of other folks when you hear this awful, awful story. In the meantime, sorry about that. I was getting our music ready. In the meantime, listen to this show wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. If you have iTunes, make sure that you go on, you leave us five stars and a review. I do read the reviews, so make sure you leave one. I am on iTunes, Spotify, um, Acast, Google, all of them, iHeartRadio, all of them. So make sure we want our numbers to go up. We've been doing very, very well. And uh, otherwise, make sure that you follow me on my social media at Let's Be Honest, JJ. That's at L-E-T-S-B-E-H-O-N-E-S-T-J-J on Instagram and Twitter. Also, I am on Clubhouse now, so make sure that you also go on and follow me in, um, at, I am at Just Jonda, and all other means of contact and social media is in our comments. Hope, give your Instagram. It's Hope Lawton. That's okay. it. Simple. <laughs> okay. Well, she didn't say it. it's at Hope Oh, at Hope Lawton. Thank you. At H-O-P-E-L-A-W-T-O-N. Okay. So make sure that uh, that you follow us. Sean, we're still trying to work with him on social media. So, and <laughs> Don't be talking about my friend. <laughs> yeah, I know. She, Hope is protective of Sean, but I'm still going to talk about him. Okay. <laughs> so just remember, if you're thinking about it and want to talk about it, chances are I'm thinking about it and want to talk about it with you. So let's be honest together. Good night. Good night. night.